So it's not something that just like stepping out of the room is going to solve something because it just keeps happening over and over and over. Boundaries are for you. They're not for the narcissist. They're not for the toxic person in your life. They're not for anyone else. Boundaries are for you. And if you're new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform and many others to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change, and provide a lot of information to people about what narcissism actually is. A lot of times people understand the idea of a narcissist being the person who's snapping selfies or who's obsessed with social media or obsessed with their image or different things like that, but they don't really have a context of what it looks like in real life or in romantic relationships. So a lot of times I'm trying to come on here and be able to help educate educate people about what narcissism is and, and also the destructive nature that it has in destroying relationships, hurting marriages, breaking people apart, destroying job opportunities, many different things that happens with narcissistic personality disorder that hurts a lot of people. I'm also on here to provide the awareness, the growth, healing, and change to help people grow and understand about it and also change their life. If you can change your story, if you can break free from that trauma bond, you can get to the place where you can be healed, happy, healthy, whole, moving forward. And that's the goal. I do that every single day by dropping like nuggets of truth everywhere, by having the different platforms, which I'd love to have you follow on any of it under Raw Motivations, but also by doing one-on-ones with people across the globe. As each day I have the privilege to be able to talk to a lot of different people all across the country, and I help them in like three different ways. I help them work through the aspect of the trauma bond of like, wait a second, what is actually going on? I know this relationship is toxic and is not good for me, but I still want to go back. How do I break that? And trying to help them rewire their thought process and their mindset so they're able to live in truth and get free. Sometimes they're free of the relationship. They're not actively with the person, but they're still stuck in the middle with the limbo land of like the ruminating phase of like, wait a second, like the peace that's here of not getting abused doesn't feel peaceful. Every relationship seems boring. I don't know what's going on. And I try to help people walk through that process as well. And then I help try to have people help up set up boundaries of where am I going? What is the, the vision of who I'm going to be? And how do I set up these boundaries so I don't go back to a narcissist? And so I don't get with another toxic person down the road. Well, that's what we're talking about today. So we're talking about boundaries. If you haven't had a chance to be able to download the NARC app, they came up with a, a boundaries course just a little bit ago. It came from Bree, who runs Abuse is Abuse. You can check her out on all the platforms as well. Abuse is Abuse. So be able to check out her platform. She talks from the perspective of being a kid with a narcissistic mom. So it gives you a good perspective of that. But she wrote a course on the NARC app on boundaries. Would love to have you take a look at that and see how it applies to you. But this is some other information that I want to talk to you about boundaries. Real quick, if you didn't hear that, NARC app, N-A-R-C, Apple Store, Google Play, check that out. Uh, A lot of stuff going on there. Anyways, so boundaries. When you think of boundaries, a lot of times people think of boundaries in a very reactionary sense. They think of it after the fact. They think of it after it's already happened. So let's say like you're in a toxic relationship and that person always is screaming at you always is yelling at you. You're like, wait a second, like this is a boundary for my next relationship that I want to make sure that I have. Like I do not want that. And you know very crystal clear what you don't want. Don't do this. Don't do this. Maybe you go into the next relationship and you're like, the boundary that I have is do not cheat. And they're like, I'm not going to cheat. And then five months later you realize they're cheating. And then what do you do? And then what do you implement? 
because a lot of times people will set up these boundaries and then they don't have something to follow it up. But let's say you have the idea of like, hey, don't do this. I don't want you to cheat. You know, maybe it's a reactionary boundary of like the last uh, last relationship I was with, like lied constantly. Don't lie. Like whatever you do, just don't break my trust. Don't lie. Maybe it's don't yell. Maybe it's don't cuss at me. Maybe it's don't devalue, don't abuse, don't all these different types of things that end up being good boundaries that you need to have, but oftentimes are set up in a reactionary setting. Doesn't mean that they're bad. And it just means they're set up differently. So when you think about it, it's you looking back at the relationship and saying, this is what I don't want. This is what I don't want. This is what I don't want. And sometimes it feels like there ends up being like tons of these boundaries of I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this. And a boundary is healthy for people to set. The boundaries also, they need to have consequences. A phrase that you might have heard me say, whether it's on live events or in different social media gatherings of like the idea of a boundary without a consequence is like a speed bump that the narcissist just keeps driving over. If there's nothing on the other side of that boundary, if there's nothing on the other side of that idea of, hey, this is the farthest I want to go, then they're going to keep doing it time and time again. And when a narcissist crosses a boundary and you don't respond in a way that puts them back in check or has them understand, hey, that was not okay for you to do, in their mind, it means that you're giving them permission to keep doing it time and time and time again. And they'll keep doing it over and over. When you think of the boundaries, you have to think of that line of like, this is not going to happen. So like, hey, like if you're going to yell at me like this, then this conversation's over. We're not engaging with it until you can calm down and we can talk like adults. Like we're not going to keep having this type of conversation. Making a boundary of saying, this is all I'm going to put up with. This is all that I'm going to allow. This negativity is all that I'm going to allow in my life. And as a result, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Sometimes you have this idea of gray rocking of it being like a boundary or of it being like a defense mechanism of, hey, if you're going to yell at me, I'm no longer going to respond to you. I'm going to pull back so that I become uninterested. I become uninteresting to you and maybe you'll either stop or maybe you'll go on to someone else. One thing that you have to be very careful of with gray rocking is sometimes it ramps up the abuse. Sometimes it makes it even worse. So please be careful if you're dealing with a narcissist, toxic person, sociopath, psychopath, please be careful and understand that gray rocking could make it worse and look at the signs to see, hey, how is this going to progress? If you're dealing with kids, whether that's in a divorce situation or parallel parenting or anything like that, look up the BIF method. Brief, informative, firm, friendly. Brief, informative, friendly, firm. But look that up because that is helpful in your communication to try to guide you to make sure that you're not accentuating the problem even more by by feeding the narcissist with that supply. Okay? The hard part with boundaries that you find in a lot of relationships with narcissists is they don't respect them. Right? As a result, those consequences ramp up really fast. So it's not something that just like stepping out of the room is going to solve something because it just keeps happening over and over and over. And that's where you have to set up those boundaries that last for long periods of time or that say, hey, like we just cannot be in the relationship like this because this is an habitual thing that I keep seeing. Now, what I mentioned before, like boundaries are meant for you. They're not meant for the toxic person, the narcissist or anything like that, because boundaries are really innate to who you are. Boundaries should be something that you say, hey, this is the level that I'm willing to go to. I'm willing to go this far in the relationship until we meet there. 
But a lot of times what happens is you'll say, hey, this is the level and the narcissist exceeds it. And you're like, wait a second. That needs a consequence. Like this is a boundary I have. This is a consequence. But all you're thinking of is this, this is the level of shit that I'm willing to put up with. After this, no, I'm done. Like I'm not willing to engage in a relationship that is this toxic and this person is unwilling to respect the boundaries that I've created for myself. A boundary for a person is for themselves. It's not for someone else. It's not to control someone else. It's not to manipulate someone else. It's just to say, hey, this is what I'm comfortable with. If you're not comfortable with that, that's totally fine. You can do that and engage with that with someone else, but not with me. Those boundaries have to be innate to you, okay? And they're not for them. This is why boundaries can be used in multiple aspects of life. It's not just for a toxic person. You can have a boundary with a healthy person saying, hey, I can't do this because if I do this, it's going to pull me away from really what I'm supposed to do. Or I can't engage in this because it's going to distract me from my kids or from my family or whatever it might be. A boundary is not a bad thing. And boundaries can be used in all aspects of life. What I want to challenge you today to think about is future-based action boundaries. Okay, boundaries that aren't reactionary of like, hey, this needs to happen because of this previous relationship, but a boundary that's actually established by the direction you are going. A lot of times people struggle when they think of like, how do I create boundaries? What do boundaries need to look like? What I want you to think of is when you figure out who you actually are and you figure out the direction you're going, that in and of itself starts to become a boundary if you adhere to that. So maybe you need to be asking the questions here today. Who am I? Who do I want to be? Who am I apart from work, family? Who am I at the essence, at the core of who I want to be, who I want to exemplify, who I want to live as? And as you start to think through those visions and those values of who you're going to be and how you're going to live, it starts to build its own set of boundaries. If I'm going to live a quiet, calm, peaceful life, and the person is screaming and yelling at me, hey, like this is a boundary that I have because this is the direction I'm going. Like This is who I've decided I want to be, and I'm living with that intentionality, with that mindset, with that goal of I'm going to live like this, and this person coming into my life is not going to help me do that, so therefore I cannot have them into my life. Thinking through the boundaries of where you're going can be so essential because if you don't have a solid idea of where you're going, you might have all these boundaries put up around you that are reactionary. Well, don't yell at me. Well, then you get a covert narcissist that never yells. Well, don't rage at me. Well, then you get a covert narcissist that comes in and is passive aggressive. Well, don't have a physical affair. Then you have someone who comes in and they have an emotional affair with someone. Like there's always going to be something, but if you get aligned with who you are and the vision, the values, the direction you want to go, those start becoming their own boundaries. I don't think this gets talked about enough and I haven't talked about it enough because people need to understand the direction you're going ends up being its own boundary. If I say I'm going this direction and everybody else that comes alongside me is supporting me and then this one person is not or the person that I want to be with, they're not supporting my dreams, goals, aspirations. They're not helping support that dream, that future, that vision. They're not alongside. Then you know, hey, this is actually something that I feel called to do or is more important than, you know, my infatuation with you. I know that's hard for some people to hear, but a lot of times it's because people have such a small focus on life or on the relationship versus on who they are or what direction they're going in life. So let me ask you today, what's your goals? What's your vision? What's your values? 
what direction you're trying to go today and is the person in your life helping you and supporting you to those goals or are they hindering you and pulling you down?